As the world moves to transition to a green economy, the International Energy Agency is forecasting that global oil, gas and coal demand should uh, peak by the end of uh, the year 2030. This forecast coming in while the Israel-Hamas war rages on with uncertainty in supply and demand dynamics. Commodities trader from RMB Raymond Phillips joins me now to unpack the short and long-term demand dynamics in the oil market. Thanks for your time, uh, Ray. Now, I want to get into the fundamentals of oil and OPEC today. Now, the International Energy Agency put out a report that peak oil demand will be reached before 2013. What do you make of that forecast and the use cases of oil in the next few years? Look, I think, um, you know, the report you're referring to goes in conflict against uh, what OPEC put out. And, you know, I think many feel that it's pretty tough to have a read on, you know, fossil fuels, not just oil, like, you know, this far into the future. Um, I think a lot of guys will be saying that, you know, both bodies are sort of going to be pushing a narrative that suits both their interests. So um, if you look at the IEA, a lot of those members do come from the Western Hemisphere of the world. And um, look, as we know, there's a big drive for ESG there. But on the flip side of that, you've got some market talk that, um, you know, some members of OPEC are really looking for oil to be as high as possible to fund, let's say, some mega projects they've got going on in their jurisdictions and maybe wean themselves of oil in the future. So um, that 2030 mark or earlier, um, perhaps that is uh, a little bit too early, but I think it's undeniable that a lot of big economies are actually moving towards, um, let's say, greener energy, a little bit away from fossil fuels. I mean, even your traditional countries that might be a bit unapologetic about their dependence on fossil fuels have some things growing, such as electric car demand and solar energy. So, um, yeah, maybe the answer, like I said, lies somewhere in the middle. I mean, uh, one of the reasons for that conflict between uh, OPEC and uh, the IEA is that OPEC has said that it's going to kind of push in, uh, investment in oil uh, away from that market uh, in a time when it is needed. But I mean, it's not like investment was was going in anyway in this market, is it? Um, I think it depends on who you talk to, right? Okay. So I'm, I'm once again, just looking at... Looking at places like the USA, I think, you know, some guys have mentioned before, there hasn't been a new refinery set for construction in the USA since the 1970s. Uh, so that just shows you how investment has really tailed off quite a lot in those sort of parts of the world. But if you look at, once again, your Chinas and your Indias, um, they might be loath to say that, you know, they're not going to invest in fossil fuels or oil. Um, there's still some big use cases for them in, like, you know, their journey to producing growth, meeting the needs of the population. So um, there's definitely still investment there, but perhaps we don't hear about it as much as we do on uh, certain media. Yeah. You know, talking about this tension between OPEC and the International Energy Agency, what do you make of it? Because in my mind, it wouldn't seem so bad because it maybe kind of provides some sort of balance uh, when you also talk about the green energy transition, but also uh, keeping oil as we still do need it so that we actually get uh, a nice uh, transition into uh, the green economy. Yes, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think a lot of people have used this term, a just transition. Um, so fully on board, um, some circles might be with, you know, moving away from fossil fuels. But uh, 
you know, they might say that it shouldn't be done overnight um, and that would be, you know, irrational or irresponsible to do it in that fashion. Um, just switching off um, a need for fossil fuels overnight, I don't think it's as easy as, uh, as that. Um, it'd likely be quite a bit of turbulence economically and, um, you know, socially if that had to happen, um, or at least that's the argument from, from many who, who don't believe that we're quite away from the fossil fuels just yet. Yeah. I mean, there is this narrative that OPEC has kept the oil price um, artificial high for too long and as much as uh, maybe the forecast by the uh, IEA may be too soon but if we start seeing signs that oil demand might uh, be starting to get close to a peak in the next few years do you think that that could push OPEC to once again implement measures to to elevate that oil price to 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 really high levels um, so look I think um Maybe um, some OPEC defenders wouldn't be happy with that sort of uh, that sort of narrative <laughs> that they're artificially, um, you know, moving prices of oil higher. Um, I think the the rhetoric that they've always come out with is that uh, they they've been responsible with this market and they're realigning, um, you know, price the price of oil with where the physical market is at the moment. I think you know. Looking at your question, um, there's no doubt that uh, OPEC Plus and OPEC members meet and discuss, um, you know, co um, you know, some might refer to it as a cartel, they discuss methods um, to act in cohesion to either reduce outputs or increase outputs. So, yes, they do have an impact on that. And I think um, many guys are talking about the OPEC Plus uh, floor at $70 per barrel on Brent. Um, so there's definitely a chance that uh, these guys will act and they have a huge influence on the oil price. Hmm. How united is OPEC? And I'm asking this to kind of gauge its lifespan. Um, so look, it's, it's been going along for a while, the OPEC uh, sort of uh, membership. OPEC Plus itself is a little bit more recent. I think, you know, all indications are that uh, the collaboration's pretty good there. I'd say if there was a speculation, it was uh, maybe in a meeting a few months ago where um, perhaps Russia stated that they were going to stop sending so much uh, crude offshore, stop um, their crude output or halt it at least a little bit. Um, all indications out there was that they didn't do that. So perhaps behind closed doors, the Saudis um, had a say to with them. Um, but that's all just pure speculation. As it stands right now, there doesn't seem to be any signs that OPEC is uh, looking like they might break up. Um, I would say, though, there does seem to be a bit of a hierarchy, obviously, with um, the likes of the Saudis leading the way there. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Ray, and giving us insights on the medium to long-term fundamentals of the oil market. Uh, that was Commodities Trader from RMB Raymond Phillips.